interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Thanks to Oasis AU, your food paradise, and a very special episode recap part two of the show. And I would like to welcome the producer of the show, Daz. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, JP. Who's the host again? JP. You got it. You know, yes. And I know that it's obviously a very special episode if I get invited <laughs> or you've got no guests. I think I have no guests. We've run out. <laughs> Twice a year you asked me to come on. Yes. That would be recap number one, and this is recap number two. Yes, it sure is. Because you chatted to so many people in 2022. Yes. That we couldn't fit them all into recap number one. Yes, that is very right. So we've got recap number two. Yes. I tell you what, you've had a massive second half of the year. You know what, you've had a massive year all around. So congratulations on another great season of Talk uh, All Things, thank JP. Thank you. Uh, very good. Heaps of highlights. Yes, there sure is. We can only squeeze about 10 highlights in, and these are not necessarily your favourites. These are just no. sort of 10 of the guests that you chatted to that you thought we wanted to put in the highlight reel. Yes. All right, so let's go all the way back to episode 54, back in September. Yes. And we're invited to the studios yes, of we 3MP were. to yes. see your mates, John Vertigan, mm. and his co-host, Julie Strini, who do breakfast radio on 3MP, what an experience that was. Yeah, that was uh, very cool to go into a different studio, a uh, different radio station, and, uh, you know, just uh, to interview my guests from there. It was uh, very cool. I was excited. Um, yeah, the, the chat was very good as well. It was good fun, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Julie was wonderful, and she was very wonderful because, extra wonderful, because she was sharing you with John Vertigan and John was great because he was sharing you with Julie. Was yeah, great. yeah, yeah, that was cool. And you asked Julie, what do you love about radio? This mm. is what she said. Well, I don't like the early hours, JP. Okay. That's not kind and friendly as you're getting older. Well, what, uh, what, I'm just wondering, what time do you set your alarm to get up every morning? Five o'clock. Wow. Oh, that's baker's hours, isn't it? Honestly, <laughs> you should be baking the bread. And that's the only thing I don't like about it, JP, because everything else is fantastic. I'd never work in talkback radio. I okay. like the music side of everything. Mm. I like the conversational side of everything. And I really like it that your best friend, John, and I get to just set the mm. tone of the day, the way that we'd like it. We like it light and conversational and trying to find the funny side of the news of the day. And we get to set that tone for ourselves and our listeners. Yeah, that was a very cool and good chat with Julia at 3MP in the studio. You know one of the best things about going and seeing John and Julie at 3MP? What? They bought us lunch afterwards. Oh, no, yeah, that How was cool, cool as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget the lunch as well. Oh, these guys are great. We love John and Julie. Yes, we sure do. Now, uh, let's continue on with the recap part yes. two for 2022. Episode 69, you had someone very special come into the studio, an international food blogger. Yes, that is very nice. Uh, right, his uh, name is Anthony Rahail and uh, he's a Lebanese food blogger and he was uh, here from Lebanon checking out Australia for the second time um, and he had a dinner and I introduced myself to him, told him who I am, got a podcast show, talk all things with JP, who's the host? Who's the host? JP. You got it. Yes. Um, and we were just chatting and then he found it very interesting so 
he um said I would love to come on and he came to the studio and we had an amazing great chat. It was great having him in the studio. We had the film crew set up. It was yes. you're all, all of a sudden now you're a YouTuber because you're all over YouTube all over the globe. Yes, I sure have. Yeah, four hundred fifty thousand subscribers. Yes, yeah. Anthony for his food blog is actually quite amazing. Yeah, it is. So for him to come into the ra- into the radio voice studios and speak to you with talk all things was just fantastic. And you wanted to find out from Anthony what made him fall in love with food. Yes, that is very right. You know, food is the international language of happiness. It's mm. the international language of unity. And uh, one of my famous hashtags would be in Arabic, uh, or food unites us. So it started with food because it's an, a journey. It's uh, an experience. Food is all about uh, enjoyment, happiness. When you put food in your mouth, you just smile. Um, it's not food to live. You do not eat, in my opinion, food just to continue on living. It's a whole experience of enjoyment, probably an hour in the morning, an hour at lunch, an hour, an hour at night. And um, discovering cultures through their food and traveling a lot and discovering how people eat, why do they eat it, what are the countries, um, why do they cook or bake rice mm. or meat, etc. So this is what uh, pushed me into food. And traveling from a country to the next probably... 45 countries in the making, is um, how people unite through food and food cultures. And cooking is something phenomenal that I love. And this is how I started. Um, and that was a very good chat. Absolutely love hearing about his food. I'm feeling hungry right now. In the city, <laughs> I want to go eat some food. We need something cooking in here, don't we? Like yes. an oven set up in the studio. I think so. Uh, episode 67, mm. back in uh, earlier part of December... Another radio guy on the show, a good mate of John Verdigan at 3MP, is Simon Diaz yes. from Smooth FM. Mm. So you had Simon on the show. You'd really love getting your radio peeps involved with Talk All Things, don't you? Yes, I sure do. What a great guy Simon is. What a great yes. voice he has also. Yes. Mm. And you asked Simon a whole lot about his radio journey, but in one, one thing in particular that we wanted to know about was what was his guilty pleasure? Yes, that was cool hearing about that. That's what he had to say. Oh, she's beautiful, JP. She's mm. absolutely, and and my wife is jealous from time to time. My my two boys love it too. They they share the passion as well. Uh, my guilty pleasure is uh, is an old car, a 1963 uh, station wagon, EJ special station wagon. It's absolutely it's it's light blue with a white roof and Venetian blinds. And, stuff. Mm, and uh, I um done I've done my research um online uh. I believe uh, you've turned on the uh, radio since you've had it and it's uh, through some different music to you that you've listened to um, and may, I think from different artists until now. Could you uh, share more, a little bit more about that? Yes, the old radio that just plays nothing but the Rolling Stones, the Beatles and Bob Dylan, as I was telling you as well. Mm. It gave me an appreciation for the, um, for, the, for the era of music when that car was released as well in the 60s. So, so that's another little passion of mine as well. And it was cool hearing about his uh, guilty pleasure. I want one of those old Holdens myself. No, I want a nice, um, a nice old Ford. Ford, <laughs> you want to? I was going to say a, an old nice Ferrari. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, that'll do as well. we'll yeah, I want to want that. Uh, this is our very special recap edition, part two of 2020. Oh, Took awesome. You got it. Yes. This is one of your favourites of the year. Uh Samantha Riches. Yeah. Now, 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 now on the show. I don't have favourites. Oh, one uh, of your favourites. Yes, yes. One of your favourites. This mm. is episode sixty back in October. And it was great to get Samantha on because Samantha is very well known on our TV screens. Yes, she is. Uh and 
you found a common interest with Samantha. What was that? Yes, that was their wrestling. So <laughs> WWE, because um, I um, I knew I knew she work. She was doing some work here in Australia with WWE. Um, and uh, I knew that would be a great chat for both of us. When you guys started talking about WWE, I thought we were going to run out of tape. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your I cab knew. was here waiting to pick you up. <laughs> I knew we had to stop somewhere. Oh, I went on and on. It was great, yes. though, because you guys were all over WWE. And yes. you asked her about like, who were some of her favourites. And before we hear from Samantha, who's your favourite all time? Oh, all time WWE superstar. Yeah. A wrestler, he's named the rated R superstar, Edge. Edge. Yes. Okay. Well, she talked about some names that I had no idea who she was talking about. <laughs> and I had no idea who you're talking about half the time. But this is uh, what Samantha said when JP asked her about who were some, were some of her favourites. My favourites are more the ones that I've had something to do with. So, like, I love um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm. He's... Yeah, we had some when they came actually for the Super Showdown at the MCG. I did the um, the PR launch for that like at Crown, you. and I got to meet him there. He's great. He's very very funny. Mm. But also Sasha Banks. I'm a massive Sasha Banks yeah, fan. I'm a, I'm a massive Sasha Banks fan as well. She's great, isn't she? She's yeah, she so is. entertaining. She's so lovely. Um, yeah, I, I I can't go past her. She's captivating. Yeah, I really enjoy, I've had some really good chats with her as well. But um, you know, AJ Styles is cool as well. Mm. Drew McIntyre, um, The Right Squad, Ruby Riot. Um, oh. you know, like Liv Morgan. Oh, who else? Yes, yes. Oh my God, amazing. What about um, What about the man, Becky Lynch? Yes, yeah. I haven't had as much to do with them, okay. and that's what I mean. Like now that I've got to meet a couple. Then I kind of tend to follow their journeys. I've become invested mm. in, in them, like I follow them on the socials because we've had a chat or whatever. And a very great chat from uh, Samantha. I love talking about WWE and uh, I'm going to go home and watch a lot more WWE. <laughs> that could have went on for like an hour. I know, yes. No, but like I said, we had to stop somewhere. We did. It was a great chat and great having Samantha on yes. the show. Mm. Uh, episode 56, early October, you had Maddie McMullen, who's another radio mate of ours, yes. came into the studio here and... You asked him a whole heap of things. You talked about movies. You talked about his career as a private investigator and his radio journey. Yes. But, you know, one thing you've got in common is just loving your TV shows. Yes, that is very right. What's your uh, your top TV show of all time? Ooh, top TV show probably has to be Friends, uh, Seinfeld, Breaking Bad, Entourage. Uh, yeah, and a whole lot more. I think there's some classics in there. I think as a, a series goes, Breaking Bad was probably my all-time favourite. Yeah. And you talked about talk, Breaking Bad. You talked about TV uh, shows, and he said he's had, like, he, he rolled off some names of some mm. of the shows. You guys are very similar in the TV shows that you like. Yes. And uh, this is what Matt had to say. Um, uh, favourites of all time would probably be, I would say, Seinfeld's up there pretty high. Okay. Um, it's a, sh- a show called uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, okay. uh, which is kind of similar to Seinfeld-ish. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Office. I like The Office. Okay. Uh, I like Sopranos. Okay. Uh, there's actually a TV show called The Newsroom that not many people have heard of. Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard of that. No, it's a good one. I don't know if it's... I think it's on HBO, so I might be on Binge or something like that. Yeah, okay. But it's got uh, Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber in it, and it's a fantastic show. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything. I just feel, I feel like comedy shows are easier to re-watch. Mm, it's yeah. hard to... It's, you know, like, say, Breaking Bad or something like that. I haven't re-watched it because I kind of know what's going to happen. So really? It's hard to chuck on and just sit there really? and enjoy it. To see? me, to me, anyway. Okay, see, for me, I absolutely love Breaking Bad. Like, I've, I've got the... Deep, I've got the box 
box set in yep. my in the cupboard as well. Yeah, but have you uh, rewatched it many times? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. so 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 um so me and my older brother we absolutely love it. Yep. Um, and when we have some free times, yeah, we'll go back and we'll we'll watch it. <laughs> rewatch it again. Yeah, yeah. rewatch it. Um, I'll have to do it once over again because I think I've forgotten a lot of the stuff. You know? Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to rewatch it again. Cool. And a great chat from Matt. I uh, can't wait to go home and uh, watch a lot of more TV shows. Good on you, Matt. That's a great guy, Matty. Yes, he sure Love is. Love having Matty over in the studio. It's always good to have people in the studio. Yes, it is. It doesn't always work that way because no. you're speaking to people from mm. all over the country. Yes. Uh, Kim Sealing-Smith is someone that we've known for quite a while now. Now, she's from Ignite Global, but she's yes. also a public speaker and she's an entrepreneur. Very well known and highly respected. So to get Kim Sealing-Smith on the show was fantastic. This was episode 62 back in November. Uh very interesting people that she's worked with yes. in her journey, but one person in particular we found out that she's had a bit of a, a close relationship with. Who was that? Yes, could uh, could you please uh, say his name? Richard Branson. Yes, that is right. From Virgin. Yes. Now, she's had a fair bit to do with Richard Branson. Yes, she sure has. And she's uh, met up with him a few times now and been invited over to his private uh, island. I know, and, uh, lucky. Rubbing shoulders with Sir Richard Branson. I wonder. I wonder if if he's uh, gave it a private jet yet. You know, for from Virgin. We need to keep on really good terms with Kim because we might get invited on his private jet over to his island at some stage. Yeah, I know that would be good. Unlikely that's going to happen. But you know what? <laughs> all we can do is dream, right? Yes, of course. So JP asked Kim all about working with Sir Richard Branson himself. Mm. <laughs> well, I in two thousand and six. My firm became involved with uh, Richard Branson's 100% Human at Work initiative, which is all about helping organizations create cultures where their people can feel free to bring their whole selves to work. So they can feel free to be themselves. And I became really, really passionate about this initiative to the point where I'm a founding member of the Australian Committee for 100% Human at Work. And as a result of that, I've been lucky enough to be invited um, twice, once to Necker Island, his, his private island, and once to his, uh, his uh, wildlife refuge in, or wildlife park, I should say, in South Africa. And uh, he was there both times, so I got a chance to to speak with him multiple times and to spend some time with him and to work with other entrepreneurs who are interested in making a real impact on the world. And it was a real privilege to do that. And a great chat from Kim. Uh, hopefully I'll get to meet uh, uh, Richard Branson at Virgin one day. You might get to be invited on the Talk All Things private jet. Yes, hopefully. Some stage. We should even get Richard Branson on the phone some stage. Get him on your show. Hopefully, yeah. We'll okay. Yeah, keep dreaming, mate. We're <laughs> going to keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Yeah. Uh, local talents also. We've not only people that have been rubbing shoulders with international superstars and business people, but also tennis. Are you a bit of a tennis lover? Yes, I am. Enjoy your tennis. We all know Dylan Alcott, who's just a, an out-and-out Aussie it, superstar. Yes, he sure is. But a lot of people probably would struggle to remember, sadly, who Dylan's tennis partner yes was mm. for years and years and years these guys shared a bromance yes uh they've got they've got some champions together absolutely heath davidson what a great guy he yes, was as very well. nice guy uh these guys heath and dylan teamed up and they smashed it yeah literally they, smashed it they sure did but it was interesting because heath started tennis at a very early age yes and we found out that he had 
retired very early as well. Yes, he sure did. So he wanted to find out a bit about his relationship with Dylan Alcott, but also why he retired at such an early age. Yep. This is what happened. This, all I did when I was a kid, mate, was play tennis, really. Like, it became became a chore, not something that I enjoyed doing anymore. So, um, and because I was young, obviously, all of my friends were growing up and going out and drinking beers and having a good time. And because I was playing so much tennis, I didn't really experience any of that. So, mm. I um, decided to have some time off. And uh, I guess I'm sort of lucky and fortunate that I did because I then managed to find tennis again 11 years later and I feel like the time off really made me appreciate appreciate tennis and what I do for a living. Mm, yes, and uh, so you also just mentioned that you uh, did the comeback in tennis with uh, your tennis partner, Dylan Orca. How did that all happen? Um, so I've known Dylan for 22 years. Um, we actually started playing tennis around the same time when we were juniors and we only grew up 10 minutes from each other. So we... Um, Played a lot of our junior career together, and then once I came back to tennis, he uh, reached out and said we should have a hit. And um, I guess, yeah, one thing led to another, and we um, rekindled the bromance after that long period of time where I wasn't playing tennis, and uh, we managed to have some success, which was cool. And a great chat from Heath. Uh, absolutely love hearing his story about tennis. Out. Or in, <laughs> in. forty love, push <laughs> fault, JP uh, out. That <laughs> God, this, this match is going to go on forever, isn't it? Yes, it sure will. Out, JP out. That racket violation, JP. Oh, I'm going to throw the racket on the ground now. Like, uh, what's his name? The the great Aussie. Um, uh, our, um curious. Oh, curious. Great Aussie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say John McEnroe or going back to. Uh, oh, there's plenty of people that threw the records around. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, can't wait to watch the tennis suit. It's coming up, the Australian Open. Cannot yes. wait for that. Yes. Now, uh, episode 63 in November also, mm. you really went high here with an international lawyer. Yes, I sure did. Now, who was that? This is uh, a very good lawyer that uh, I know here in Australia. And her name is Jeanette Eid. I'll tell you what, when you're talking about big hitters who are just making significant business waves in the marketplace right now as a, yes. as a commercial international lawyer mm. to give up time for your podcast was actually quite brilliant because these guys you know if for the for the 15 minutes or so she gave you it's probably worth a thousand dollars to her <laughs> yes, and more, yes probably yeah, more than yeah. that but you know uh yeah but uh she me and her we've known each other for a very long time and she absolutely likes me so she would give up uh, any of those hours and any of those time, any days. Mind you, you'd probably charge $10,000 for 15 minutes of your time <laughs> the way you're going. And she's very, very busy. Lawyers are very busy. Yes, they are. But we wanted to find out, or you wanted to find out, you know, what sort of stuff did she do to relax? How did she unwind? Yes. Uh, and it was really interesting to find out how she did rewind. Mm. That's what she said. I love reading. Trouble is, being a lawyer, there's not enough time to read other than to read your journals and cases, and there's not even enough time to do that. Um, the last novel, if I can say, I have written, uh, read was a Leon Uris, uh, uh novel that uh, I kept throwing because I was arguing with. I probably read the first five chapters five million times, uh, but then on top of all of that, you just pick up journals and read cases and uh, silly things like that. But uh, to actually sit and read novels uh, to relax, uh, there's not much time, unfortunately. Today, 
being a principle of the practice is different to the past because uh, uh, everything is on uh, line and computers, especially after the uh, lockdown, that uh, uh, it's a different world. You've got to make sure that everything that walks out of the office, you read three times over and uh, everything's online. Not much time as a principal to make mm. sure that everything walks out correctly. And a great chat from Janet. Hopefully uh, in the future I don't see it in the core, uh, you know, for some law <laughs> stuff. You don't want that at all. No, we don't want it. Maybe we do want her on it, on it but on our team. Yes, That's maybe. what we want. Yes, maybe. Uh, episode 53 in September. Uh, we spoke to Susanna Talevsky. Now, Susanna's from the Lost Dogs Home. Do wonderful things yes, for, they our, sure do. for our puppies and pussycats and... A lot of dogs and cats are in desperate need of a home mm. for various reasons. They haven't yeah. got a, they haven't got parents or families to look after them, so mm. they do wonderful things at the Lost Dogs Home. And at Christmas time is generally a time when people are looking to help these little puppies yeah. and pussy cats. And the guys at the Lost Dogs Home do wonderful things. So it was great to have Susanna on the show. Yes, it was. Uh, and so you wanted to find out what they actually do. What's what are some of the jobs that the Lost Dogs Home actually do? Yep. And this is what Susanna had to share. Mm. Yeah, good question. So much happens here. It's um, our main um, main job uh, is to find animals' homes. So adoptions is a big part of what we do at the Lost Dogs Home uh, at both our sites in North Melbourne and Cranbourne. But also reuniting those animals, dogs and cats that um, have found their way on the streets for whatever reason. So we do have um, a service where you can come and collect your pet if they have made their way to the lost dogs home. Now, um, the past year we've seen more than 15,000 animals come through our doors. So that's a lot of lost um, mm. dogs and cats, sadly, that are ending up with us. Um, but we also reunited about 73% of dogs with their families. So um, a lot of happy stories there as well. We also have um, a, a, something called Pet Squad, which is our pet behaviour um, service. So if your dog um, or cat um, has got some kind of behaviour issue, you can take make an appointment for one of our highly skilled trainers to um, see what that problem might be. And that department, our behaviour department, also um, works with dogs that come into our shelter because a lot of animals that come into our shelter, at JP, as you could imagine, would be a little bit scared, mm. a little bit terrified of being in a strange environment, all these strange sounds and smells and, and people they haven't met before. Um, so that would cause a lot of anxiety. So our trainers work with those dogs to just reassure them that, you know, you're in a good place and the world's not so bad after all. And a great chat from Susanna. Absolutely love dogs. Yeah, and, oh, now, we, we want the oven in here to cook food because we're still hungry from an earlier chat. Yeah. But uh, should we be sort of maybe going and just getting a dog and having a, an official talk all things lap dog or something? Could be like your official mascot. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. No, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Our final... A special guest that you've had on the show in the second half of the year that we could squeeze into this recap show was episode 61 in November and it was yes. Roland Shabor. Yes, that is very good. Now, great. tell us a little bit about Roland. Roland, uh, he's a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of my dad, um, and he's an entrepreneur as well, and uh, he owns a couple of businesses as well. He did, he's uh, very well known, very highly respected. Mm. One of the things that we found really interesting was 
the international education business that he started up. And he's yes. first to admit that he'd really had very little education. But mm. we wanted to find out how that all started. Yes, that is very correct. Um, I had a very close friend who was the former ambassador, the UAE ambassador to Australia. Mm. And he said to me, Roland, why don't you start an international education agency since you are, you know, well-connected here and abroad and there doesn't seem to be too many um, connections or exchange or relationships in the area of international education between Australia and the, and the region. So I said, oh, look, I, I don't know anything about education. In fact, I have not had the opportunity to, to have any formal education myself. I've had primary education while I was in Lebanon. And when I came here at the age of 12, I started working seven days a week, a 12-hour shift. So I've never had the opportunity to have any formal education. In fact, I didn't even know the difference between a, an undergraduate degree and a postgraduate degree. So then he said, look, you know, you've got the relationships, you've got the networks. And uh, he, so he convinced me. And so we've set up the uh, Australian Agency for Education and Training. And the fact that I was involved in numerous uh, delegations and missions in both directions with many of our institutions, we found ourselves promoting Australian international education in the Arab region. And a great chat from uh, Roland. Um, I think I should uh, go do some more learning and uh, become a very smart guy. Well, the good thing is you're a very smart guy already mm. and you're a podcaster. Yes. So you've uh, been able to have chats with some wonderful people in uh, throughout the year yes uh, who we are very appreciative of for giving up their time for yes, you and, and your podcast mm. and we learn all, all along don't we too you the hearing stories and you learn yes. things from these people which is wonderful as well we sure do uh massive highlights for 2022 yes uh and uh can't wait uh for the new year we will uh come back with uh Season three, new yeah. year, new season. Cannot wait for that. Some Cannot big guests lined up. Now, this is where I'm going to shut up because this is where you can finish off the show now. Thank it's been a pleasure presence. working with you for th through 2022, JP. It's always great fun being your yeah. producer. Mm, it sure is. And uh, I can't wait to come back in the new year, new season and to see you. Uh, thank you to all my listeners for listening to my show. And thank you to all my guests for coming on and sharing their stories. I uh, can't wait for the new year and season three. Uh, and I wish everybody a happy new year. And thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. I'll see you in the new year. This has been another episode of the Talk All Things with JP podcast. For more, check us out on Spotify and chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram.